Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode two of Sports Talk with BT and Stuvie. Today we will be starting off the podcast recapping the college football week five. And the first game we're going to end up talking about is the very entertaining at the end game, Colorado and USC. Uh, this was Stuvie's, what, was this your upset pick of the week? It was, last week? it was, and you were giving me so much crap about it, and you know, look what happened. I Colorado did, did. Almost, almost upset USC. Yeah, I, I didn't account the Lincoln Riley factor of him of his teams always blowing late leads and then well, this time I mean, he, what you look at it like they were winning thirty four to fourteen at halftime. Yeah, thirty four like, to fourteen. At it half-time. looked like it was going to be another Oregon Colorado game, but Colorado just came to play in the second half and they Colorado didn't even play bad. They played really good. Yeah, I mean Colorado actually surprised me. But, you know, staying being close with the Lincoln-Riley program, this seemed like Oklahoma. Like, if he was at Oklahoma, this was like the Kansas State game every single week. Yeah, I definitely or, or when we play, Or when we played your team, Iowa State, every single – it was close every single time. Except but Caleb week. Williams proved why he is the best quarterback, in, best quarterback in college football with 403 passing yards and six total touchdowns. 30 for 40. He had a pick, though. Yeah, Shadour, you, you can't discredit Shadour though. Shadour no, balled he, out he thirty for four hundred. Yes, thirty for forty-five, three hundred seventy-one yards, four touchdowns, a pick, and I believe he had a rushing touchdown as well. Rushing touchdown and fifty total rushing 50, yards. Yep. So yeah, he had a really story. good game. Two hundred yards receiving for the freshman for Colorado, Omari on Omari and Miller. Yeah, it was, that was his first career game, wasn't it? Too. Yeah, that was Pretty his sure. first career start. You gotta think yeah. like what what would the other games have been if you would have yes. played? Yes. The see the excuse where maybe uh, maybe if they had Travis Hunter they win this game. I could see you could use that I, excuse I, I as could, right I here. could I could I could see that with this game yes. Not not last week's game against Oregon, but I mean. Also, want to give Colorado credit to also the... missed a lot of kicks too. They, I think they missed Did one. Did they? They missed they, one kick. Yeah, Jace Feely missed. And then, and then they benched him for Alejandro Mata. I think that, that, was, his, that was his kicker. At that was his State. kicker at Jackson State, yep. And went five for five. The receivers also for UCS had a uh, really good game, too. Taj Washington, eight catches for 117 yards for a touchdown. Brandon Rice against his former Brandon team. Brandon Rice. Brandon Rice, son of... One of the greatest, if not the greatest, wide receiver of all time in Jerry Rice. Hold on, hold on. Let's pause. He is the greatest receiver of all time. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you can't say he's not. I know, but, like, just sometimes you just got to say stuff so people don't get by her. I guess, yes, you're right. Michael Jackson also had 30 yards receiving. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Jackson. uh, USC, great. Um... Really, like I said, it was a close game all throughout the start. <clears throat> Not throughout the start. I mean, UC. I thought UCS was going to absolutely destroy them. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, Colorado. I give credit to Colorado and Deion Sanders for not like giving up. They made it a close game. Made it like a very, very close game, closer than people thought it would be. I mean, wasn't the line like twenty-one? Yeah, it was twenty-one. And which... they ended up losing by seven. So I yeah. think this Colorado team is legit. Either that or UCS is just fraudulent, which, besides Caleb Williams, I think, uh, yeah, you know, you could say that. But the, the I, defense, they, he needs to, Riley needs to let go of Grinch if he's ever going to be. 
Yeah. If he's ever going to be an OE head coach. I don't know why he's so loyal to Grinch. He was loyal to him at Oklahoma. and You could tell that defense under three years under never really improved under Grinch. Yeah, but I'm going like, to guess. Yeah. He, but I'm going to guess there's a rumor Riley might be going to the Chargers if that job opens up next year. I've heard that too. I've, I've heard wherever Caleb Williams goes, he might go yeah, too. Yeah, but is, is the Bears going to fire their coach? I mean, uh, actually, I saw something on Twitter. It said if they they lose their Thursday night game, then it is a very good possibility of him being fired. And and I heard train Justin Fields, right? Yeah, to Atlanta. That's a rumor as well. I'm happy that's not this week. But this will probably be the last time we get to talk about Colorado for a while. They don't play anybody. They play Arizona State and Stanford, the two worst teams in the pack. (laughs) And then... Maybe UCLA will talk about them, but yeah. All right, we're gonna go on. Just to, to, su- to summarize this game, you know, Colorado came back, made a close game. Um, I like Colorado for yes, the rest of the you. season, and I think yeah. they're gonna be really good for years to come. Yeah, yeah, especially in the new Big Twelve. That is not proving that is not proving itself outside of Oklahoma, Texas, to be a very good football conference. I mean, no offense. Look at look at. <laughs> Look at Can- didn't Kansas lose last week? Yes, Kansas got beat by Texas. You got a point there. I'll admit that. Y- y'all are making, y'all are going out with a bang for sure. Yes. All right. Um, the next thing we're going to recap here is Georgia and Auburn. I mean, I didn't this game. Watch this game. Did Did you? Yeah, I, I watched this game. Let me just say, if Georgia does not have Brock Bowers, they do not win this game. Brock yeah, Bowers he, is a literal cheat code. Eight receptions, yeah, 157 you, yards. I remember you I mean, texting me during the game, and he's yes, like, "Dude, Brock, Brock Bowers is one of the greatest Titans I've ever seen." Oh yeah, there, I my hot take: Brock Bowers should be the first wide receiver slash tight end taken off the NFL draft board. Yeah, I agree. I think he is. There is he should he's be easily top tight end one this next year's draft. He's probably the best tight end like prospect since Cal Pitts. And you want to know what's I mean, interesting you about kinda that? Give, you kind of give, you know, Cal Pitts the edge because of his versatility, but I think Brock Bowers is one of the better tight ends yeah. I've ever seen come out of college football. Yeah. And you want to know what's funny? What's up? Brock Bowers is not tight end number one coming out of his recruiting class. Yeah, I'm very well aware of this. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Auburn is really impressive. This was a team that was completely built by Hugh Freeze on the transfer portal. <laughs> As you can tell, they only had 88 yards passing here. I mean, were... <laughs> you have Peyton Thorne throwing the ball. Yeah. Former I mean, I think NSU quarterback. They, yeah, they eventually threw Robbie Ashford in. Yep. But he, uh, this is a this is an old school football team. This is also the oldest rivalry in the Deep South. That's what they call this. Mm. But I mean, right now we're not going to talk about Georgia Kentucky. But I have Georgia on major upset alert playing 5 0 Kentucky. Especially I have to agree. I have to agree with that. I think Georgia is not playing. No. They're not, I mean, they're not playing bad football, but like they're not playing number one overall team in the country, gone yeah. undefeated the past two years football. You know what yeah. I mean? They're playing very sloppy football. I wonder if that has anything to do with them not having a very good. I mean Carson Beck's a good quarterback, but like he's not. I mean, he's yeah. nothing special. Um, their defense the is S- holding yeah. up. But the SEC just isn't as good as it usually is this year. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at teams like I mean, Georgia, Georgia's the best team, but yeah. behind them, I mean, Ole Miss. And then, I mean, no, because it's going to be Alabama because Alabama beat Ole Miss, but I don't think Don't forget about Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky, but that depends. I don't. Kentucky yeah, beat Florida, it, and Florida yeah. was a little. Yeah. I'll say so, so. But I think Georgia does have a big game against Ole Miss coming and later, so we'll see how good Georgia. I'm, I don't know if Georgia's just coasting because they're playing these really easy teams. Yeah. But, you know, that was that was that that looked like good old SEC football. Just run the ball. Georgia threw it a lot because they were, they were down the whole, I mean the whole game. I think three and a half quarters they were down. Yeah. And they ended up winning the fourth quarter, and that's all that matters in the end. All right, we're on to the next game here. Oklahoma versus Iowa State, the game that had me scared in the first half. I was, let's say I was crapping my pants. I, uh, for one, turned the, I turned the game uh, before halftime because I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, you could tell Oklahoma, Oklahoma came into this game, they were looking ahead to next week. Luckily, yeah, yeah I mean, this was a tale of two halves. Really, Oklahoma's rushing defense really gave up a lot of big plays at the, at the beginning of the at the beginning of the game. That's where they uh, got majority. Yeah, they got they got their majority of the rushing yards there. Yeah. I mean, they got two. What's crappy is two bad plays gives gives the other team fourteen points. Two bad yeah. slants. I mean, yeah, they weren't really bad defensive plays. The, the safeties tried to make the play, try to get the interception. So I think the first drive started off with an Oklahoma pick six to, with Billy mm-hmm. Bowman. And the safeties were just really aggressive uh, Saturday. I mean, I don't know if they're afraid to hit the guy or because, I mean, everything, if you get a big hit and you're a safety, it's going to be instantly called for targeting. But, yeah. I mean, I think like Gabriel had a Heisman, Heisman-like performance. I would say. Dude, Iowa State could not stop him. And this yeah, comes from I mean, an Iowa State fan. Like, he was slinging the ball. Hey, he was running what, the ball. Yeah, remember just, what you said when he first came to Oklahoma? He's an overrated college football quarterback? Yeah. I mean, to be uh, fair, after last year, would you have said that, oh, he's so good? Like, you got to be like, honest. He was, he was bad last year. I mean,. Last year, it wasn't really his fault. Offensive inconsistencies. The defense absolutely sucked. But I yeah, mean, uh, this he played. He played really good football against Iowa State. He had, he threw for three hundred sixty-six yards and three touchdowns. He threw a pick. Give him. Yeah, but I mean, he also the had two rushing touchdowns. Being really his fault. It was just, it was a miscommunication with the receiver. The receiver yeah. didn't even fight with the guy. He just literally let him catch it. But I mean. Nick Anderson, he had a big touchdown, I think. Yes, he had the he had one of the wide open touchdowns that really just let the onslaught happen. At that point, I mean, he is sneaky good. He's one of the leading receivers in college football, I think. He's only played in I think he's played in all. He has five total touchdowns on the year, so I think he's the leading touchdown receiver, averaging about 28 yards per catch. But I mean, like I said, the the defense really showed up in the second half. You could tell this is an improved defensive football team, and that actually made halftime adjustments. Under the pre, 
under the previous staff, there was really hardly ever any halftime adjustments. So games like this would, have, let's say, if Lincoln Riley was here, this would have been a this would have been a two point win for Oklahoma. Or you've seen it multiple years in the past. Uh, I mean, wasn't it a couple years ago with Jalen Hurts when Oklahoma wasn't it like forty two to forty one? Because Iowa State went for the two point conversion. Two point, and then yeah, let's not get yeah. into that. We all know. <laughs> But Oklahoma, Oklahoma, then they couldn't get the rushing game going. That's what made this game close. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the big thing about uh, they need to get yeah. the rushing game going. Next, I week. also think that Brock Beck being the young quarterback is inconsistency play a big part yeah. of this game. Like we did get like, a JJ Cole sighting. We did. The he game. tried to hurdle. He tried to hurdle a guy and got absolutely rocked. Is six seven self. <laughs> Look like yeah, a freaking. But, yeah. yeah. But like the pick six and then just the interceptions. He had, yeah. had less than fifty percent completion percentage. I mean, I guess. And I majority say, of his yards came on one one pass. You know, to I think it was two Jane passes. Higgins, two yeah, Higgins, yeah, Jalen Higgins and Jalen Noel. I think yeah, that's what. Hundred twenty, hundred thirty yards on two plays. This kid's the bad bad coverage by the safeties. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I just think Oklahoma star power and then them having better recruits and being better physically and I think more experienced than this young Iowa State team played a big, big part of this game. Yeah, Oklahoma had um, their uh, – Iowa State never allowed a sack. And yeah, t- going well, into this the, game, well, Oklahoma well, got two. The crazy part about it is uh, Iowa State is one of the best teams in the country when it comes yeah. to not allowing sacks. I think they only had one sack allowed prior to this Oklahoma game, so I think no, it was they had none, none allowed. None was it none? Nope. Yep, and Oklahoma got there. Oklahoma. It was like funny because it was during the game. I think they said this Iowa State offensive line had no sacks allowed. The very next play, Oklahoma got a sack. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's, that's Iowa State season this year. It's yeah. just been brutal. Um, not much I can say. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll uh, we'll end on Stewie's sad note, and we'll, we'll we'll start going to the NFL here. I think we're gonna start off with the Chiefs and Jets here, the game that was a lot closer than anticipated. And uh, another one of my underdogs that you said was crazy, but look what happened. One would hey, say you know that what? one would say that the Jets won that game. Yes, it's the um, typical Kansas City. Fashion they Taylor were. Swift. Not that. I'm, I mean, I'm I Travis Kelsey. I'm dating Taylor Swift, so I get NFL treatment. Uh, no, I mean, dudes. you saw the end of game holding penalties on Sauce. That wasn't mm-hmm. really. It's, and then the non holding penalties against Jermaine Johnson yep. on that same drive. It's the, tip, it's the typical Chiefs fashion. Yep. And I want to give credit to Zach Wilson. The dude oh, yeah. played I his thought, I butt thought really off. Bad. Did you see him talking? I don't remember yes. when he was talking. And, like, yeah, he, he's gotten so much like more mature over the past year, and I think yeah. due to being under Aaron Rodgers' wing. But like the dude played his ass off. 28 for 39, 245 yards, two touchdowns. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes yeah. by a lot, in my opinion. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes had two interceptions, which mm-hmm. the Jets defense did a really good job. Um, I'd say that I Jets think. Are, oh, go ahead. The Jets are a lot better than their record says. Oh, 100 percent. I I think agree with this. I think the last couple weeks they were just in they were just in shock. 
because of the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah, and uh, I've, I truly believe that um, if they would have rushed the ball more, because Brees Hall had six carries for 56 yards. Yeah, only just nine, 16 r- rushing. 9.3 yards per carry, and they only gave him six carries. I think if you give the ball to him more often, you win that game. Yeah, but doesn't he have a snap? I guess he had a snap limit last week, right? Yep, and then after the coaches yeah, today yeah. said that he's a full go. Um, but, like, the only credit I can give to this game is Pacheco. Pacheco ran yeah. like a madman. Madman. All right. Um, I mean, two Iowa State let two Iowa State players, former Iowa State players, led the rushing and receiving for the Jets. Yep, Al Lazard and uh, Brees Hall. Yep, and I mean, Brees Hall, yeah, I think he proved he's better than Dalvin Cook. I think, uh, I, I think he 100% is. Um, I think signing Dalvin Cook More, uh, was a bad decision on the Jets' part. I feel like I mean, as of right now, like if I was the Jets front office, I would honestly trade him to a team, like Dalvin Cook to a team, like capitalize off of his. Um, yeah, but I mean, value running, right now running, because running backs are hurt the most, though. Yeah, but uh, you also got to think like he only he signed a one year deal, so he's gone after this year unless he comes back. Would you want to like capitalize off of his trade value right now? Yeah, but. And you also have Michael Carter, who's a you know valid running back, as a third yeah. string. He only had three point. Dalvin Cook only had three point two yards per carry, and that was really the only dis- discrepancy here. I mean, everybody had nine for nine point three for Brees Hall, seven point zero for Zach Wilson, six point six and a half for Xavier Gibson, nine for, nine Michael, for Carter. Michael Carter. Yeah, and I guess one it's just, Yeah, the Jets are a good team. I. Yes, the, People hate on them too much because, oh, Aaron Rodgers is hurt. No, they're, they're bad. No, they're a good team. It's just, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the cumulative age, like, the average age of a player on this offense is, like, in their mid-20s. Did and, like, see, their um, defense is one of the youngest in the league. Free false tweet. Oh, the, the, X, the, the PS5? PS5? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 can't, he can't do anything about it. Um yeah, no. It's not his fault. He only gets six carries a game. All right, we'll we'll move on to the next game here. Uh, we'll let you choose. We out of the two games, which one do you want to recap next? Out of the two games, two games we have left. Um, I'll, I'll do the Bills and Dolphins. Okay. I don't think I Bills can and Dolphins. Withstand the, the next <laughs> the <pain>. one. <laughs> <laughs> the pain. Um, the pain. I was very surprised about this game. I thought yep. this was going to be a back and forth type of game, which I, I mean, I thought, you know, I thought maybe the Bills would score for, score forty eight, but I also thought the Dolphins would score a lot more than twenty. Yeah, I just, I think we like this week showed how good the Bills' defense is. Um, oh yeah, no doubt. They completely shut down. Uh, Tyreek, I'm pretty down. sure. He only and, had, Tyreek only had fifty eight yards. And don't talk, and Raheem Mozart only had nine rushing yards. Yeah, Aiken, Aiken had 101 yards. I think yeah. he's becoming the number one running back, the rookie out of yeah. Texas A&M. Correct? Yep, I think so. I think that's where he's from. Let me look. Yep, he's from Texas A&M. Yeah. 
But yeah, they just did a really good job of um, con- containing that Dolphins offense, which I thought was the best in the league. But I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, but one bad game. And then really Josh like Allen, it. have a have a day, Josh Allen. Twenty-one for oh, twenty-five, yes. three hundred twenty yards, four touchdowns. In the league, in our yeah, league. he had like fifty points. 30. Yeah, I know thirty. Thirty something. Yeah. yeah, he had a perfect uh, passer rating. Yeah, like five touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, I mean, really impressive for Josh Allen and the Bills. Yeah. I mean, they take number one back in the division. That's a tight division. Mm-hmm. But I think you have your two playoff teams from that division, and it's not going to be close based on the Patriots. And I don't think the Jets make the playoffs. The only way I see them making the playoffs is if, if Zach Wilson, you know, gets them to like five, six wins, and then like the slightest possibility, A Rod comes back. That's the only way I think yeah, they but make he, it. But he can only come back in the playoffs. Yeah, so I so think Zach Wilson these two, these the two, these two teams are easily. Yeah. Especially with the, the best AFC teams in the AFC being East. as strong as they are. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll move on to our next game. A Matt Canada special. Mm. We're gonna go talk about my Texans beating the Steelers thirty to six. A lot different Pain. than we predicted. Pain. <laughs> I mean, we'll start off with the quarterbacks here. Kenny Pickett. Looks like a bust. Dude, I've said this before, and I think, I'm think i pretty sure I said it to you when we drafted him. I did not want to draft Kenny Pickett. I wanted yep. to wait a year for this last draft class of quarterbacks with the Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Um, there's just nothing special about Kenny Pickett. He doesn't make good reads. His pocket presence is atrocious. I saw a video on Twitter. It was of him and... Uh, Justin Herbert, they're the same age, right? And Justin Herbert's yep. pocket presence is so much better. It, it's just Kenny's decision making is horrible. Um, our offensive coordinator is stupid. I'm trying to censor myself, you know. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. when Najee is having the best game of the season, and you proceed to do a stupid ass little pass play on fourth and one when he's averaging nearly five yards a carry. It's just like, bro, like you're setting us up for failure. And that play, Kenny Pickett got hurt, which he's playing this Sunday, which I wish he wasn't because, dude, it's I don't think we're going to do anything. And then not even again that our defense, dude. I predicted like TJ Watt to have at least three sacks, and our defense as a whole didn't even get three sacks. And keep in mind, this is the this was the Texans' second string offensive line. Yes, okay, well, it was horrible. We'll start, we'll start out with the almost rookie of the year here. We'll go with CJ Shroud, sixteen for thirty, three hundred six total passing yards. Two touchdowns, didn't even get sacked. No, Bro, Devin right. Singletary threw a touchdown? I didn't yep. even know that. What the hell? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> so he, yeah, so Stroud didn't really complete a lot of passes, but, I mean, he still got no interceptions yet again. I think I saw a stat. He's one of uh, six, I think he's one of five quarterbacks that don't have a 
Uh, I lost it, but that don't have uh, intercept that had an inter- didn't have an interception in a season through their first four games. I was gonna have yeah. a guess. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think they're was, like Andrew Luck, right? Yep. Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Oh, well, who was the other one? I th- I don't. It was I think another was, Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, I think. So, so he is on pace for a Hall of Fame career. I mean, they. Damian Pierce, he had his breakout game that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really have a lot of hope for him. Are you really gonna I call mean, it a breakout? He averaged three and a half yards per carry. You know what? Against one of the worst hey. run defenses in the league. Hey, he had he had more than seventy five yards. This is true, but he also had ten more attempts than Najee. Okay, all right, we're playing hypothetical. Is not I think no, I think I think like. Our defense is bound to fail if we allow Nico Collins hey, to torch us. He's, he's underrated. He, had, he was getting Davis Mills thrown to him. No. <laughs> it's, it's Nico Collins, dude. I mean, Tank Dell kind of did, but he had three targets. I mean, he really busted in fantasy. I was going to sign him and play him this week, and yeah, I ended up having to need him. But, I mean... I'm really proud of my Texans here at two and two. <laughs> I mean, everybody in the vi- everybody in the division is tied at two and two. I think the Texans have a really good chance to make the playoffs. Uh, I do too. I think they're a dark horse team. Maybe it might uh, change if the Colts get Jonathan Taylor back, which it looks like he will be back. Yep. Because he is on practicing with them. Yeah. I know. Then, good for you. And then another thing is, um, we're not going to win a game when our quarterback has 114 yards passing and our leading receiver is our running back with one catch. Our two our two leading receivers were both our running backs. Like, you cannot win a game when it's like that. You know what I you mean? You can't like, win a game when your quarterback's rating is 18.8. Yes, it is horrible, dude. It's just like, at what point do you think about, like, letting him go? But, like... I am gonna t- talk trash about Mike Tomlin right now. I and I'm a Steelers fan. I love the guy. He's done great things for our franchise. But dude has to get like a sense of urgency. This dude he says, "Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna make changes." Yeah, the changes were, "Oh yeah, we're just gonna put pads on in practice, and then we're gonna assign two practice squad players and." We're yeah, we're gonna keep going and like, as long as he gets c- his winning record. You're not I like I don't even care about the winning record. I'd rather have a losing record because like if it takes us getting our shit blown out by Baltimore or you know all these teams to get Canada fired, then do it because we're not gonna do anything. We're hurting our young players and Kenny Pickett, which I mean, debating whether he's good or not, which. Uh, in my opinion, he's not. But like Najee Harris, I feel so bad for him. He's had two straight a thousand yard seasons, and he's not going to do it this year. I don't think at the pace he's going. I yeah, just it's time to get it's time to get rid of Matt Canada. Hire hire Big Ben as our offensive coordinator or oh, something. Boy. Just get him out. Like he's ruining the locker room atmosphere. And like before long, in my opinion, Steelers players are going to start revolting and. Just getting Revolution. mad at not only Canada but also Tomlin, and you know when teams hate their coaches, it ends up very, very badly. Yes, uh, I, I really, 
if Tomlin, if this season continues the way it is, I wouldn't be surprised if Tomlin is let go or he ends up resigning as head coach. I could see him resigning. I don't think the Steelers will let him go just based solely on the fact that if he does have a losing season, it's his first losing season. and like He's been in the league for 17 years, so it would be 17 out of the 18 years he's had a winning record or you know, non-losing record. But I just he's he's pissing me off right now, BT, and that's all I can that's all I can say for right now because I'm not trying to get myself canceled again. Yeah, he he's been settling for mediocrity since 2017. Yeah, and that's not okay to do as a head football coach of an NFL team. Especially the Pittsburgh Steelers wins one of the richest history in NFL history. So. So, we'll recap. I'm going to start recapping my fantasy teams, my two fantasy teams here. Um, so, I'll start out with my, um, my the one I won in. I didn't win in our league, but I won in my, the random league I'm in. And I won 103.56 to 102.28. He needed a Darren Waller performance on Monday Night Football. Came up too short. I was kind of pissing my pants watching that game. Um, um, I'm never gonna make the mistake and and start the Steelers defense again. Yeah, they gave me probably. minus six minus six points in this fantasy game. Yeah. <laughs> um, in this league, um, I just say I had Raheem Mozart starting. He got me a solid five point five points. Wow. Um. I'll read you my bench, okay? Okay. DJ Moore on the bench. Oof. David Montgomery on the bench. Oof. I, t- I told you to start him, too. And like, yes, oh, you no. did. Christian, back Christian Kirk on the bench. Oof. That's about a combined 77 points on my bench. That is brutal. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that. That was, that was a lot more than brutal. Well, um, if, you look we'll on, if you look on their bright side, um, you're what? I'm three and one league? in that league. Three and yeah, one in that league. Yeah. I think I'm first in that league. Um, now we'll go to our league. I'm sitting at a solid two and two. Lost by 19 points in this one. Um, Tony Pollard didn't perform. Nine points. I mean, his team was blown out, so I wouldn't be surprised if they took him out. Um... Mike Evans, I can't really blame him. He got hurt during the game. He still has seven points. He was, I was, there was a point before he got hurt that I had, I think, a 34% chance to win the game. Uh, he got hurt, and that plummeted very severely. Um, yeah. The only, the biggest mistake I had, thanks for training me, Camara, didn't start him. 21 points on the bench. <laughs> David Montgomery, 34 points on the bench. Um, that's really about it. I'm happy I didn't start the Steelers defense in this league. In this league, yeah. I started Cleveland's, but Cleveland's got at least a fumble recovery. <laughs> um, um, we'll learn from our mistakes. We'll, we'll improve next week. I I picked up a couple waiver wires. Um, I think I picked up. I picked up the Ravens defense. Obvious reason. Good pick up. Good pick up. I also. I don't know who dropped him in our league. Somebody dropped Anthony Richardson. So I dropped Brock Purdy. 
Sorry for dropping your Iowa State point. Picked up Anthony Richardson. Um, that's about it. Uh, half my team's on a bye week this week. Mike Evans, Browns, Steelers. I mean, uh, Tyler Lockett and Eckler. So this time I have actually Montgomery starting in my flex. Uh, I have Pollard, Camara. Uh, I have Justin Tucker, who has been very disappointing, a very disappointing kicker this year. Yeah, for, he's missed a couple kicks, hasn't he? Yeah, he's he's the number twenty six ranked kicker. That's brutal. And hasn't he been first in the last seven seasons? Yeah, besides I think a couple years ago when it was Young Waiku, but uh, but like it's Young Waiku. I think I had I think I had him. I think I had Young Waiku in that league too. I did too. I think that won me. I think that won me the championship against you that year. Maybe, dude. All right, I, you can. Uh, I, I guess I'm. We'll talk about my next week's matchup. I'm favored to win, 130.2 to 123. Um, this is a big game in my division. Both teams are two and two. I mean, it's a worry. So, starting the Patriots defense. You're. I mean, I hate to say it, but like, you gotta. You gotta. You got must win games. Yeah. I uh, must. It's not. It's not nice being under. You really started the downward skid for my team last week. All right, well, you go ahead and start recapping yours. All right, so I had a, had a I'll say I had a good week. Um, I went 2-1 and one in my uh, games. Uh, I won my my money league, my $50 money league, uh, 149 to 88. Absolutely destroyed my cousin. Pause. <laughs> uh, I, had Josh, I had Josh Allen on my team, but you know how he did. Like you said, he had what thirty something points, forty yeah. something points. Like that. Uh, Derrick Henry finally had a really good game. He got me twenty seven. Um, DeAndre Swift, my my man, my guy, got me eighteen. Devonte got me fourteen. Tutu had a little bit of a down game. Evan Ingram did his job. He had thirteen. Pickens did you know dog shit. The Philadelphia's defense was booty, and so was my kicker. But, I mean, it's easy to win a game when the highest amount of points my opposing uh, team was team had was their quarterback with Pat Mahomes. when He, he only had like 20 or 19. Um, Kenneth Walker, just 14. Ford, Jerome Ford, 9.5, but Cleveland couldn't do anything in that game. Uh, Debo, <laughs> the solid point six points that uh, that helped, um, and then nothing else. His kicker had fourteen points, which I'm really I'm interested to see. I let's go to our league that we're in. I want to I want to just want to say I feel really bad for Jarrell. <laughs> the last three weeks, <laughs> I think he put up one sixty eight against me and lost in the same way that. <laughs> yeah, so. This week I played Jurel. I won 180 to 167. <laughs> Shout out my boy Christian McCaffrey, 48 points. And then I mean, AJ, AJ Brown with a solid 38. Puka Nakua, my man, 31. And then the rest of my players, Bijan had 18. Amon Ross St. Brown had 16. The tight end you traded me had four. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? I would have won that trade this week if if I yeah. would have started Kamara. Yeah. And then, like he, like I give credit to Jarrell. He came back. The Seahawks defense saved him. Yeah, Mark Andrews, like, fuck that guy. Uh, if you wow, know, you know from rude. last year. <laughs> but he screwed me over last year. He had Stephon Diggs who had thirty six, but the rest of his team was just bad. Jake okay. Elliott had eighteen. Um, he had can Nico I, Collins on his bench. Can I have a? Can I give a stat in this league? Yeah, what's up, Jarrell, Jarrell's team? Has finished with 130 plus points two times this year. Guess what his record in his, in, in those two games? 0 and 2. 0 and 2. Yeah. He scored 145 against me, and I beat him 170 to 145. That's when we started the podcast. You know, all I gotta say is ago. all I gotta say is rip to Marshall's fantasy team, dude. Oh 0 yeah. 0 and 4. Didn't he have 50 points? Yeah, he's fifty-eight <laughs> points, <laughs> and this is a, this is an eight-man league. Fifty-eight <laughs> points in an eight-man league. <laughs> we fantasy. had sixty-three, sixty-three points. The first for like worst fantasy performance I've ever seen. But yeah, no, that was bro, just a good one. Point seven. I'll, I'll read you. I'll read you his stats here. Hold on. Oh wait, no, wait, no, wait. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had sixty-three here. Okay. Four point seven from his quarterback, Joe Burrow. <laughs> 11.3 from Najee Harris. <sighs> I feel bad for his Jonathan Williams. 3.9 got hurt during the game. Tyreek Hill, 10.2. Calvin Ridley, 11.8. Darren Waller, 5.1. Jerry Judy, 8.2. <laughs> his defense, minus 6 points for the Miami Dolphins and 14 <laughs> points for Tyler Bass. Just wow. bad. Well, he has Nick Chubb, who has a season-ending injury on his IR. Yeah, he dropped him recently. Like he, he dropped him this week, but yeah. he also had Terry McLaurin on the bench, 22.6. 16.6 for Marquise Brown, and 22 from Russell Wilson. Broncos country, that's right. Um, yeah. Then, I just feel really bad for him. Yeah, so do I. And then my Walmart league... I, I unfortunately lost by 13 points. Um, hard to win when you're going up against Josh Allen. Um, his team really didn't even play that good either. Like he had Josh Allen and Bijan and Terry McLaurin. Like, but those are the majority of his points. I mean, he also had Travis Etienne and Tyreek. But yeah. like he played Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison got zero points. Damn. It's it's a heartbreaker. Because I had Lamar. Lamar had 28, or, you know, that amount. DeAndre yeah. Swift, my boy. I had Jerome Ford, 9.5. Calvin Ridley didn't play good. Only 11.8. Garrett Wilson only had 15. Kittle played the worst game of the season. And, of course, the one week where I put two tight end, I put a tight end on my flex. He doesn't play good. Only 9.6 oh. points versus Sam Laporta. No, that- Oh come on, that's not bad for a tight. That's not bad for a tight end. Kittle, Kittle sold. I'll admit that. If I would have put anyone else, if I would have put Laporta as my tight end and Kittle on my bench and substitute someone else in, I would have won. Uh, Philadelphia's defense severely let me down. Matt Gay, zero points. That's I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> um, all right, all right. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't help that DJ Moore was on my bench and he had twenty eight. Um, I had Baltimore's defense on my bench, and they had 27. It was just 
Very unfortunate. Um, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have put a tight end in my yeah flex. But I mean, you lose some, you win some, you lose some. It ain't always home runs. To quote Morgan Wallen. Oh God. Okay. On that note, we will start our college football week six look ahead here. We're called the college football look ahead. All right. Oh wait, no, we're doing our NBA standings. Sorry. Yeah. We'll start off with our NBA standings here. Uh, you want to start off with Eastern Conference? We'll go. We'll go. I'll name my fifteen. You name your fifteen. Okay. All right. Name them in particular. Eastern two. Eastern Conference. Okay. My number fifteen team is going to be the Washington Wizards. I agree. Yeah. They're uh, they're not good. They're I think I mean basically starting their rebuild. Cal, I'm gonna guess Cal Kuzma is gonna be the leading scorer. Um, 14, the team that has a lot of issues right now with players mentally. Ty Jones, Ty Jones, yep. Michael Bridges, Lamelo Ball. Um, I have them at my number 14. I as I do too as well. I'm gonna save mine. I'm gonna save it. Okay. Okay, my number 13, the Detroit Pistons. Okay. I think they'll improve. I think them missing out on one of the top three picks and really screwed over their rebuild. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see that with a lot of teams yeah. missing out I on one. I think they could be a sneaky team, though, this year. They could, they could, but I have them being number 13. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I have them as number 13. Okay. Here's your number 13. Thir- uh, I'm just going to give mine at the end. Okay. Do you want me to con- uh, yeah, let's yeah. give mine at the end. Okay. Then number twelve, Brooklyn Nets. Okay. I don't think they're a good team. Lost I think KD. they could be I think they could be sneaky though with Mikel. He played really yes. good. Yes, I'm gonna say my my not my I guess I'd say eight through eight through twelve could be anybody. And I could see an argument for any of my eight through twelve. Yeah, I have to agree with you there. Number 11, I have a team that's just missing out on the play-in. I think they're almost there. They're Orlando Magic. Okay. I think they're I think they're almost there. A couple good free agency signings away. But, I mean, eh. And then my last play-in team, I have the Toronto Raptors. Okay. Uh, number 9, Chicago Bulls, led by Alex Caruso. Um, number 8... Stuvie's own Indiana Pacers. This kind of starts my little NBA uh, East Central run here. Number seven, Cleveland Cavaliers. I think they overperformed last year. I mean, I I don't know. I think a lot of the teams behind them got better. That and I just think that division is going to be brutal. Yes, Milwaukee, yes. Cleveland, Indiana. Chicago, Chicago, and Detroit. This is, I think, is one of the better divisions. Okay, my my first non-playing team, Atlanta Hawks. Number six, number five, New York Knicks. Really good defensive team. I don't think they have the pieces to win. I think it'll be the same story as it was last year for them. Number four, I think you have your clear top four teams in the East, and this is your start. Uh, number four, the Miami Heat. I went all in on Damian Lillard. Really hurt. It really ended up hurting their roster. So, I think they're the lowest of the four good teams here. Number three, I'm gonna go with the 76ers, Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. 
Okay, number two. They just got the pickup from Drew Holiday. I'm going to guess the Boston Celtics are number two. And I'd say number one, obviously, just got Damian Lillard. I think it's the best team in the East. I'm going to go Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Now, I before I say before I say anything, I wanna put in pers- like I wanna give you the amount of picks like picks or like standings that we had correct. So that we had similar. Yeah. We had like eight similar. Eight similar. So we'll have to yeah. count if we had similar. How many? Can yeah. I guess which ones we had similar? Yeah. Number one, number two. Yep. Number three. Nope. No? Nope. Number four? Yep. Oh. Alright, that's all I'm gonna guess. I'll let I'll let you go with your show here. Alright. I think so, you're starting off from thirteen, I think. I yeah, because we both because I said yeah, yeah, yeah. number fifteen is Washington. I just I don't see them doing anything. Um, they could have a surprising year. I'll admit that, like they did last year, they overperformed last year. But that's well, just the thing with the, yeah. That's just the thing with the NBA. Anyone can outperform their like their Robert regular Todd. season expectations. Um, fourteen, Charlotte. Um, yeah, like I was saying, they're just their young team with a whole bunch of. A bunch of characters on their team. <laughs> the the most interesting Kai Jones. Yeah. Um, Thirteen. I had Detroit as well. I think, like I said earlier, they could be a very sneaky team, but they're just very young and in a good division. Number twelve. I had the Nets as well. Uh, same thing. They can be sneaky. They're they're a good defensive team. Um, yeah. It's just they have to be very. Consist offensively, I think, in order to make it into the play-in. Number eleven. This is where things get different between you and I. You had Orlando. Yep. I have the Chicago Bulls. Oh. I think a team is gonna overperform this year and get to the play-in. I think the Bulls. I think, like, like I said, like nine through eleven, you could change, and I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, no. I could say seven. I said seven through eleven, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's. But I just I think the Bulls have always underperformed, except maybe a couple years ago. Um, I think this is a year where one of their stars gets traded, whether it's Zach Levine or Demar Derozan, or Vooch gets traded. I just think that's gonna happen. Number ten, I got the Raptors. I feel like if they get if, if they get back to where they used to be a couple years ago, I think they can. I think they're out of all my playoff teams right now. I think they're the ones I'm most worried about, just because they lost Fred Van Fleet. So I guess it all depends on how OG Ananobi plays and Scotty Barnes and and Pascal Siakam. Um, but yeah, I have them at ten, number nine. My surprise pick, the Orlando Magic. I am very high on them. I feel like they have a very deep team and a very good team that can make some noise in the playoffs. 
Uh, I could see Franz Wagner taking that all-star step along with Paulo Bancaro. Yep. And maybe from good point guard play from Fultz. I, he's one of my most improved players candidates in my opinion. Uh, number eight, I have. Number eight, I have the Hawks. Uh, I think that they have a very good offensive team, but their defensive side is very inconsistent, and DeAndre Hunter needs to play like he was drafted for. Um, Very inconsistent. Number seven, I have the Knicks. Uh, Nothing against the Knicks. I just think that they are in a very good conference and I think there are going to be teams better than them and I think last year they got lucky with that little uh, end of the season run they had where they won like 11 straight games number 6 I have the 76ers Um, the reason why I have them this low is because I mean James Harden is doing James Harden things and not showing up for practice and being a diva and I just think that's going to cause bad team chemistry and uh, Joel Embiid's okay, going to have to take care pause, pause, pause. Do, you think, do you think James Harden gets traded? I think he has to I mean and to where? He's, I don't know where I, I don't know where at this moment it's just like it's such a weird situation where Rockets anything can happen Rockets, I can see, but um, I guess something came out where he was going for the. He told his coach he was going for the scoring title, and his like max contract got rescinded. Oh boy. Yeah, and so I have them at six. I think that's like my the boldest take I have on my next pick. Um, But yeah, I just think with all the like. The stuff that's happening, I think they're going to have a down year, and Joel Embiid's going to have to carry, and him doing that, I think, leads to, like, a minor injury or something. Number five, my Indiana Pacers. Oh, boy, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. It is a hot take, but you look at, we have the depth. Our defense has gotten so much better. We have more... We just have a young, good team that I think is going to shock a lot of people. I think Tyrese Halliburton ups his points per game and assists per game. I think he starts to average maybe 22, 23 points per game. And uh, his assist numbers get to like 12, especially with new wings and uh, just new players he can pass to with uh, Obi Toppin, Lob City. Um Miles Turner, I think, is going to step up. He had his best year of his career last year. I think he's only going to get better. He's a very good defensive center, in my opinion. One of the top three defensive centers in the league. Um, but yeah, I have them at five. I have the Heat at four, just like you. Yep. Same um, reasons, probably by me, I'd say. Yeah, I just, they're a good team. Yes, they lost a lot of bench pieces, but you can't doubt how good their starting five is and Tyler Hero coming off the bench as a sixth man. Yeah. Number three, I have three. Cleveland. Cleveland. This City is for you. Yeah. I, 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 I like Cleveland. Um, I think they did really good last year, and they just – 
they had the opposite of what the the Knicks had. You know how the Knicks, you know, won like eleven straight games last year, and then they went to the playoffs red hot, and then they won that series. Yep. I think the opposite happened for them, where Cleveland just completely sucked the last portion of the season, and sucked in the playoffs. But I think this year they'll be more experienced, and like you got to think like. 80% of that roster it was their first time in the playoffs I think besides maybe Donovan Mitchell Robin Lopez maybe um, had playoff experience prior to that I think they are a better and older team this year and I think they uh, make a run and then the next two obvious Boston and as number two and Milwaukee yeah. number one it's obviously, clear obvious they went over it so. yeah all right, so we'll move on to the Western Conference here. Try to speed things up. We're almost at an hour already. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, it works out, though. Hey. Yep. Works out. All right. You want to start with your... Yeah. All right, so yeah. I just want to, like, say this before I get started. The Western Conference is a lot harder to predict. Oh, yeah. They, they're, this is... They are way better teams, in my opinion. Yeah, so... I had to leave one back. Really, it's a hot take, but... I left. Okay, let's let's start off. Let's do this different. Let's do our five non-playoff teams. Okay, so you start five, off with your five non-playoff teams. So as my fifteenth seed, I have Portland. Okay. Uh, then Fort, they are inter- Fort, they are interchangeable yeah. with my. Yeah, they they're just a young team. I don't think they'll do anything yep. special. I could. It'd be like I would not be surprised. It's the NBA. Like if they somehow, some way, win like thirty games, okay, um, and get in that like thirteen to like ten range. Okay. Um, Fourteen. I have San Antonio, which, oh. like, along with what I was saying, like, like a few minutes ago, this it's such a good conference, and like there yeah. are going to be good teams that are left out of the playoffs. I feel like this is like a development year, and then next year they're going to be that team that gets into the playing tournament and makes a run. Okay. 13, I have Houston. Okay. Uh, good team. I just. I don't like young. their signings. Yeah, I don't like their signings. That, me- that messed up team. their whole yeah. rebuilding young roster. Yeah, I will say if Jabari Smith and Alprin Shangun, your boy. Oh, boy. I'm uh, so happy. <laughs> If they have breakout seasons, I could see them possibly making the play-in game. Possibly. Okay. Um, Twelve, I got the Jazz. I just they just had a Cinderella run last year. I just think you can't like doubt them. Yeah. yeah they. Um, no, you can never doubt the Jazz. They're all. They seem to always be good, no matter how. They're yeah. And then they my eleventh, number eleven, are the Pelicans. I just think Zion is gonna somehow like twist his. Pinky toe and be out for six months, or do stuff with a porn star. Yeah, where I will. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have a lot of similarities, I would say. Uh, but number fifteen, I have the Jazz. Fifteen Jazz, okay. Fourteen, I have the Blazers. Okay. Thirteen, I have the Rockets. Okay. And twelve, we have the Spurs. We have those similar. Now, my one difference. Well, you have the the Blazers and Jazz wrong. Well, the one like difference out of the five teams we have. Oh, yeah. Will be, I, have the, I have the 
Nope. I have the Timberwolves. Not in the playoffs. Ooh. That's my that's that's a hot take. I have a lot of hot takes for this conference, but But like that's just the thing. Like one injury to a team could Oh yeah. They completely yeah. changed the playoffs. And they lost a lot of their pieces from last year. And I didn't like how their season ended last year with all the turmoil, the punch, the Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think just think I'm I think I'm banking on Anthony Edwards having that breakout season. That's why I have them in the playoffs. Or you okay. know, just like the one through ten or whatever. Okay, then we should do our. I'll do my. I'll start with my play-in teams. So mm-hmm. seven through ten. Uh, number ten, I have the Kings. Okay. I think they overperformed last year. I would say um, number nine, I have the Pelicans. I think okay. Zion, Zion Williamson stays healthy enough here to get the team into the playoffs. Um, number eight, I have the Los Angeles Flippers. Okay. Um, I just I find it hard to believe until I will I'll be proven wrong gladly, but until those two can stay healthy and play a long amount of games together, I will always be having this low. And number seven, this might be a hot take. I have the Dallas Mavericks and play in. Oh boy, just wait to hear mine. <laughs> oh boy, you have the Lakers in the play, don't you? No. Okay, okay. Um, so, as my 10 seed, I got the Mavs, dude. Um, okay, so, I mean, I just. I, I do not think it's a very developed team, like, in very good. It's not a well built team, it's built yeah, around it, offensive players, you know what I mean? They don't have no defense. Yeah, yeah but you, Luka, I mean, those are two players that can have 40 points any given night. Yeah, but also give up, like, 60. Hey. Like, two, like, no. I just don't see them. They don't have, like, okay, you can name Luka and Kyrie. Name someone else on that roster. Name Maxi five other players on that roster. Name Maxi five other roster. Josh, Josh Green. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, you can't name them. They don't have no one else. Like, top of my head, I can think of Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleba, Tim Hardaway. Is he still on there? I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. Is, is Josh um, Green still on there? Yeah, Josh Green. Uh, Maxi, Max Prosper, the rookie out of Marquette. There you go, there's five. The, Seth Curry, maybe, I think he got... Yeah. But, like, yeah. that's me. That's me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I do my research. Yeah. I know my. I li- I'd like to think I know my basketball, and, uh, football stuff, facts, knowledge. Um, but yeah, I just don't think they have enough pieces to be good. Um, okay. Number t- number nine. I have Minnesota. I think they'll be good enough to make the plan. I just I don't know how to feel about the the power forward center couple of. Cat and Gobert. Um, it's Gobert. I'd like. I know. I know. I'm just making fun of him. Why are um, you making fun of him? Because Buddy caused a pandemic. <laughs> you know what? I can't be mad at him because what ended up happening? The Lakers won. Lakers won the championship. All um, right. Well, but I like. Like I said. If Anthony Edwards does what he's supposed to do and has a crazy year, I could see him getting into the playoffs, not just playing. Um, number eight, I have OKC. Oh, oh, 
that's that's a lot different than mine. I I like OKC. I I I I think I'm banking on some other teams and just play as good as they did. But like having them that low, just it, it kind of put a nail in my heart because I feel like they could be a very good team, a top five team in the West in my opinion. But just because they're so young, uh, I'm gonna have them at eight. Number seven, I have the Clippers. I really think this all just depends on if Paul George and Kawhi play like more than 20 games together. Yeah, their health. Yeah, I think yeah. their season depends on their health. I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, and Russell Westbrook's teams aren't very good anymore. Yeah, like I said, I, I could, like you could put Minnesota or OKC at seven, and I wouldn't be mad. Um, number six, I got the Grizzlies. I think John Morant not playing the first 25 games and then going into like slumps I just think they won't be as good as they were last year and like the chemistry is going to be weird and I think with the combination of other teams playing good and all that I just don't think they'll be as good yeah. um, and like like you're saying they're not really like when they didn't have John Moran they struggled they don't have a, a good backup point guard I don't think I'm not sure who their backup point guard is right now um I think it's Derek Rose. Derek Rose, I, I think I think you're right. Let me just take it. I gave him the nickname Guns and Roses. <laughs> sure you did. Uh, oh, it's Marcus Rose. Smart. Oh, well, I thought he, they're they're playing my shooting guard. Yeah, but you also have. I mean, okay, they'll have. It really just depends it's on what they roll out. Yeah, weird roster, but without, I think without they'll go, Yeah, I think they'll go six. Number five, I got the Warriors. You can't not include the Warriors. I think the only way they don't make the playoffs is if Curry or Clay gets hurt. I think yeah. this is uh, okay. So I agree with you in six and five. Um, I think you'll start to see Steph Curry's decline. And I'm, I'm, this is probably gonna look stupid, but I think this is—he's getting old. I wouldn't say. I don't think he can play like LeBron. I think you'll eventually start to see him age. He can't. He won't be able to carry the roster like he did last year. Yeah, I agree. But it's just like um, it's Curry. We've never seen him play bad like consistently. Yes, you haven't. So, so I just I have I mean, my five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm. We'll, we'll differ here. Who? I'll go with my number four. And this is one of my hot takes. I have the Oklahoma City Thunder number four. Oh wait! You didn't, you didn't say you're six and five. Yeah, I said I, we have the same. Oh, same six and five. Okay. And then I have OKC number four. I think their youth movement finally gets them to gets them up there. I think they're a sneaky good team. SGA could be a potential MVP candidate, but we'll go over our awards next next week. week. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh. So, who's your number four? I have the Kings. Okay, so we're gonna have the same one through three. Yeah, just well, in different, we'll have just the same in different order. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I just I Maybe. like the Kings. I feel like um, playoff experience got the best of yeah. them last year. I think they come back this year and make a run to possibly the conference finals. But it's gonna be hard beating the top three teams. Yep. Um, okay, go ahead and start. What's your number three? My number three. Your Los Angeles Lakers. I agree with you. And have it, the same. It, you know, that, like this is coming from a person who has like known has been known to trash the Lakers. 
Um, I think when I was making this like prediction, I was like, do I like be an asshole and just like no? Because you know, this is the credibility on the line. Yeah, here. this is like, and I was like, no, because I want to be credible in my like predictions and you know not be like that biased fan. Um, yeah, I really think the rosters you have the depth. You, ne- you yes. haven't had this amount of depth with LeBron. Yeah, I agree. You could afford you could afford to not have one of the stars for a couple weeks if they get these off and on. Injuries. Yeah, you have uh, you already have like three to four number one options. On yes, the team. and this is this isn't the depth where we had all thirty five year olds. This is actual young players' depth that can actually go out and run with these younger teams in the West. And mm-hmm. I think they got a lot better defensively at the center because their main problem was when. I mean, backup-wise. Anthony Davis, he should have been... I know this is a controversial take. He should have been defensive player of the year last year. He just didn't play enough games. Um, but you have you have somebody that can guard Jokic when you're... when AD's mm-hmm. sitting out or... But, I mean... So, my number two... I have the Denver Nuggets. Okay. I have... I have the, uh, the Suns. But, like... I, just, I, think, I think I think number one and number two can be interchangeable. Yes, I think Denver lost a lot of their key bench pieces. Yeah, I agree. So they aren't going to be as good as they were, or as loaded as they were last year. Yeah, I Unless agree. Unless there's with, some huge waiver, whatever they call it. I agree with uh, that, but you also got to think the Suns don't have the best bench, and you also got to yeah. think you have I think five, the four or five all stars on your team. Yes, out of the top three, the Lakers have the bench best. Best yeah. bench, I would say. Yeah, but um, like with the Suns, you have four or five, you know, all stars and all. And you yeah. have five. I think you. I think it's four because Yusuf Nurkic has never made an All Star game. No. Um, you have you have four, four, uh, all stars. You have four All NBA players. Um, I just, okay. I, I think their bench is gonna what. Is what's gonna like hinder them, and then Denver. I just think they have the best starting five. I think they do. They do. My, I'll say that. And the West, but their playoffs. Their I think their success last year might have been I, I, in the playoffs. They were especially against the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. They were yes, hitting a lot of fluky shots. Yeah, and plus their their bench, you know, kind yeah, of like helped yes, them Bruce a lot, Brown so. came in and helped, and and then you had Jokic choking. Chucking fadeaway half court threes and somehow practice <laughs> going in. Yeah. So, I mean, that's our that's our NBA standings. We'll go over awards and playoff predictions. I'm sure there will be a lot more hot takes in there than there was. Plus, plus future uh, fantasy basketball. Yes, we will we will be talking about fantasy basketball a lot here. Um, all right, we're gonna move up to the we're gonna call this segment the new segment college football look ahead. We have three of the biggest games. We're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna talk about the first game here, Oklahoma Texas, really fast, and then the other two. It's not really intriguing matchups, I would say. So we'll we'll do Oklahoma Texas in depth, and the other two fast. I think um, uh, I think this game has potential to be game of the year. Yes, this 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 is. I'd say this is made the first major playoff implication game. I, I mean, I'd have to agree, and I think if. If Oklahoma beats Texas, I don't think Texas like drops a lot, but I no. think Oklahoma moves into the top eight. Yes, especially. 
Okay, I'd like to say last time both these teams were undefeated heading into this week. Oklahoma beat, I think it was 2011. Oklahoma beat, like, I think they killed Texas. Um, let me look it up here. Um, I think it was. It was Brent. Last time both teams were ranked, it was Brent Venables last last year as defensive coordinator of Oklahoma. They beat them 55-17. Um, I think the key is I think oh I, I'm pretty sure the last ever since 2014 the team that leads in rushing wins the game. You have to run the ball. Um, I really think Oklahoma hasn't been showing anything these last couple weeks. It's been kind of basic running the ball. We haven't been we haven't been playing our main two running backs, um, Sawchuck and Barnes. Those are two. Sawchuck got some run against Iowa State. Um, I mean, Saw. I mean, Barnes isn't a hundred percent healthy. He had foot surgery in the spring, so they were. He's not. From what I can tell, from my information I have, is it's a it's more of a mental problem than I guess his heart problem at this point. He's not as fast as he was, but I think Sawchuck has a breakout game here. Um, it's, this is going to be back and forth. No, I don't think this is a murder or a... I think it'll I be agree. a close game. This is... Mm, college game day will be there. I think I'm going to go... I'm going to go Oklahoma to win. And I'm pretty confident. I think Oklahoma comes in with a chip on their shoulder after after last year. You went and lost 49 points. Your worst loss in this rivalry. I think Oklahoma turns it around. Competitive game. Dylan Gabriel plays like a Heisman. Oklahoma's defense, I'm, I don't know what the over-under is on the game, but I'm going to guess it'll go, I think it's going to be a defensive slugfest. Uh, and Over-under oh. is 60. 60? 60 and a half. Hmm. Oklahoma's undefeated against the spread, which really doesn't matter because they're not favorites here. I'm going to go. Oklahoma 27, Texas 23. Okay. All right. Well, what's your prediction on this one? So, first of all, I think these two teams can very well make the college football playoffs. Um, yep. I think it's definitely going to be a Big 12 championship preview. Yeah, this just is based on yeah. right now. Um, I think... I th- it's gonna be one hell of a game, and it's yeah, no doubt. It's hard to like talk about because I haven't watched many Texas and Oklahoma games like this year. Um, but just on like this is a type of game that Oklahoma just wins. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. everyone like Texas is like you know what are they five? Um, yeah, Texas is ranked third. Texas is number three. Yes, it just seems like and- a game Oklahoma would win. You know, and show up. Yeah, you um, want to know an interesting stat? What's up? The last three times Texas has been favored to beat Oklahoma in a game, Oklahoma's won all three. Yeah, like I said, like I said it's just a, I think it's a type of game Oklahoma wins. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think college game day, they're they're not the better team rank wise, but I think they could easily just like. Easily put them a hell of a game, and I think this is a game they win. I have them winning thirty-four to twenty-eight. 
Okay, 34.28, you have the, that would be hitting the over. Yep. All right, we'll talk about our next one. I think we're going to do Maryland and Ohio State. I think, based on on how Ohio State has played against, like, worse teams, I definitely think Maryland has a chance. Um, yes. Um, to, to elite, I don't know how they say Talia Tagovailoa. Talia. Um, it's going to be a cold one there. It's 52 degrees. Um, I'd say it's close. I don't know too much about these two teams, I'd say. Um, besides, I mean, Ohio State's offense isn't as good as it usually is. I'll yeah. go a defensive slugfest here. But I still think Ohio State's the better team, and they pull it out in the end. But Maryland mm-hmm. isn't. I think Maryland upsets one of the big three. Penn State, Michigan, or Ohio Maryland, State. Maryland they, is no step over team. I'll say this. Yeah, say uh, but this this game being in Columbus, Ohio, I think this gives that gives Ohio State the nod, the nudge here, and Ohio State beats Maryland. Shoot. Um, I could see Maryland upsetting Ohio State. Do I think that will happen? No, I think it will be a very good game. Um, Ohio State has struggled this year against lesser teams and I I don't know much about Maryland except that Talia Tagoiola has been playing pretty good um, we could look pretty stupid after this <laughs> we could look pretty <laughs> we stupid we, okay. we, we do but I'm just banking on the fact that like Ohio State has won very close games with you know Notre Dame and I'm just I think this is a week where Marvin Harrison has a very, 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 very good game. Um, so I think Ohio State wins in a very close game. I think it'll be like twenty-eight to maybe twenty, twenty, like twenty-eight to twenty. Yep. That's the type of game I feel it'll be. Uh, I think Ohio State's defense could show up, um, but then again, Maryland every game. Every game they have played, they have destroyed the teams, but the teams they have played are like bad, like Townsend, Charlotte, Virginia, who I was talking about earlier, who's 0-5, Mi- Michigan State, which is just a, a clusterfuck program right now, and then Indiana with their uh, cheesy coach who sings in the locker room. Tom Allen. Yeah. But yeah, I got Ohio right. State winning 28-20. to Next game, we had. I have the choice of two SEC games here. I was going to choose either. The choices were LSU-Missouri, but I, I, Missouri hasn't played anybody, and when they do play a decent team, they're always close. So we're going to choose the one that has major SEC West implications here. Alabama at Texas A&M. Um, this will be a defensive slugfest. These two, these two offenses, uh, yeah. Uh, Texas A&M lost their quarterback last week. They're really good quarterback, Connor. Oh, Weekman, what's, what's so. his name? Uh, Johnson. Weekman. No, Weekman. Oh, Weekman. Connor yes. Weekman. Yeah, he's he was really good for them, but they don't have him this year. I mean, for the rest of the year. Uh, but this game is in Kyle Field, which is a very tough place to play for Alabama historically. Um, but it's like I said, this is going to be a defensive game. Both offenses won't be very good. Yeah. At Texas A&M has all those five stars along the D line. This is a really tough one for me to pick here. Um, 
Don't discredit Max Johnson though. He's a sophomore. Yeah, he's, he's, he's also been playing good. really good. <laughs> I think it's I'm a very go... like. It's a very. Yeah, Texas A&M is underrated. They're four and one and unranked, which I think that's a flabbergast me. And the only loss they've had is to Miami, who is also undefeated. Yeah, Miami. Yeah, yes, Miami is also undefeated, and Alabama with the same record is number eleven. I think that has a chip on the shoulder of Texas A&M. Um, I'm gonna go Texas A&M to win a close battle, and this is a score that could be like seventeen to thirteen. Yeah. And I'm going to go, and it's only one and a half spread, so it's really like a pick em. And I'm going to go Texas A&M. They win at their home field. Fans rush the fans rush the fans to the field, and Nick Saban goes offside, and I think Saban retires this year. That's a boring thing the last part. <laughs> I, th- I really it, do. It, it, I, can, it, can, it can happen, 100%. Um, man, I just... <sighs> I'm very 50-50 on this game, right? I mean, it's Bama. I mean, that's... It's 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 Bama, you know. We've always known them, at least the, at least like our whole life, being yeah. like a dominant team, the best team in college football, yep. and they are nowhere near the best team in college football right now, and they haven't been in the past two three years. Um, I just, I think they're inconsistent. Their quarterback, the lack of quarterback. Has really hindered yep. them this year, and yes, sure they have won. They've they've won one good game against Ole Miss, where they played awful in the first half, and then Ole Miss didn't really play good in the second half, and yeah, no. they took advantage of that. But Texas like said, now, Alabama's defense was really good, and they were able yeah. to hold that elite offense. Mm-hmm. As you could tell, the Ole Miss the Ole Miss offense is pretty good after putting up fifty four points on yeah. LSU. Yes. Um, but with like Texas A&M, they just got that sneaky culture, you know, Jimbo yeah. with all those five stars and him always underperforming. He has a chip on his shoulder. Um, <laughs> you know, the teams that have a lot of chips on their shoulder tend to win. This is true, especially, like, especially why, with that much talent. That's why I'm so inclined to like pick Texas A&M, but I just it's Alabama. I don't. Uh, I think. For the if Bama plays like they have been, like if they have been against like USF, where they only won by fourteen. Yep. I think they lose. I'm gonna Say go. I'm good. gonna go Bama. I'm gonna go Bama. Oh, you want to be different than me? Yeah, I think you know just just solely on the purpose of, uh, di- like us being different. If you would have picked Bama, I probably would have taken Texas A&M. I think, but I'm telling you this now. I can 100% see Texas a winning. I will not be surprised if they win. It will be a very good game just for the purpose of content and, you know, just difference of <laughs> opinion, opinion and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm going to go Bama. Like I said, Texas a could easily beat them. Or not easily beat them, but, like, they could win. So I'm going to say Bama, Bama 17, Texas a 14. Okay. Um... All right, we'll start with our NFL games. I'll pick, I'll pick mine first. I'll go over mine because you have a lot of NFL pain. Um, <laughs> the Texans play the Falcons. This is two two really bad teams last year that are doing really, I guess, I mean, nobody expected Falcons to be this good. Um, 
Falcons, they're two and two. Both teams are two and two. Falcons, uh, you could argue, Falcons are on a losing skid right now. They, and they haven't looked, and they haven't looked good in that losing skid. It's not close losses. I mean, they overperformed, and I think the Texans are on a two-game winning streak. Yes, the Texans are on a two-game winning streak. Um. And you can argue the Texans win are the most they have the most impressing wins over the Steelers and Jags. On that note, I think CJ Stroud balls out once again. And everyone kicks a game winning field goal and Texans win. All right, uh, you can you can go ahead with your Steelers game here. Just let you get o let you get over what's inevitably gonna happen. All right. Just wanted to think I wouldn't have to talk about Steelers anymore. <laughs> uh, Steelers got the Ravens this week. It's a rivalry in conference, in division rivalry, one of the most historically competitive rivalries. In the NFL history, um, I think it is known to be one of the most uh, vicious rivalries when it comes to hits. Um, I, as a Steelers fan, I know that this is a rivalry game and that we could easily beat the Ravens, which I I want to pick them, but just our offense is just so bad and. Canada's just. Yeah. You want to hear the funny thing? Just paint what? Over under 38. <laughs> you know how much of that we contribute to? How much? Like, like 10 or 10? Like 10. Alright, 10? Okay, how much do you think the Ravens score? <sighs> More than that. <laughs> um, like I was saying, I just think. Man. It's it's so like uh, TJ usually gets four sacks against the Ravens. I'm not gonna say anything this week because last week it didn't turn out good. Um, I'm just gonna keep it short and sweet. I think the Ravens win. Um, I think after this week, Steelers fans are at the point where they're they're going to revolt. There, yeah, we're gonna start revolting and boycotting Steelers. Do you, do you, right do you remember? Do you remember the Do you remember the 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 pain, the pain? Yep. Uh, tweets back in the day and. Yep. Uh, Especially losing to that Browns, Browns playoff yeah. game. I remember those pain tweets. Yeah. Losing, never so, heard of her. Yeah, um, I think it comes back this week and. Until Canada gets fired, I don't think I'm going to be looking forward to Steelers games, I'm going to be honest. Ha, has the Steelers... What's up? Has the Steelers ever heard of losing yet? I mean, they have, I mean... Our last losing season, I think, was the year before we drafted Ben. 2004? 2002, 2003, maybe. 2000, oh, something like that. Between 2002 and 2003. Okay, well, well, we'll, we'll end think, your pain here. I think the Ravens win 28-10. to 10. Um, We'll end your pain here. Um, we'll, we'll start talking about the Cowbo
Game uh, of the week. The game of the week, and they actually have the game of the week on at Sunday Night Football. Ain't that something? Um, Cowboys. Uh, they had a good bounce back game after <laughs> the disappointing loss at the Cardinals. Um, beat Gabe Bill Belichick his worst loss ever as a head coach of the Patriots. Okay. Um, I think this is an offensive shootout game. C.D. Lamb will have a big game. And Tony Pollard will have a big game. Obviously, I'm hoping for that. They're on my fantasy teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't think it's enough to beat Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, and uh, Trent Williams, and George that Kittle, defense. Debo, and that defense. I think the 49ers will end up winning 35-20. Okay. All right, BT. Have you ever heard of Brocktober? Oh God, yep, I heard of it. I heard about it. Have Has Brock Purdy ever lost the Cowboys? Nope. 49ers win this game. Um, I think 49ers are. The best team in the NFL right now. Okay. I I think I think it's a closer game than what you said. Uh, I think McCaffrey has a little bit of like a quieter not quieter game, but like he's not gonna get like his fifty fantasy points. Yeah, he's not gonna get fifty fantasy points. I can see him getting maybe like eighty yards for a touchdown or two with thirty receiving yards. Um what scares me a little is the Cowboys defense against Brock. But I think Brock pulls out and uh, stays undefeated in his career, and I think they win twenty-four to seventeen. Okay. Um. All right. Well, we move on to the final segment of episode two. Locks of the week. Oh boy. Suvi is leading the leading it right now at four and two. I am three and three. I, Syracuse really messed me up, and yeah, um, I'll start out here since I'm losing. I'll go with my college football picks first. Okay, my first lock of the week. I'm gonna go Miami. They're favored by 21 points to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech just—I think they just came off a really bad loss. Um, yeah, Miami's just gonna kill Georgia Tech. And same thing with my other lock of the week. Um, I'm going to go Michigan to beat Minnesota. Minnesota. I think they're favored by 19, but Minnesota isn't uh they're not a good team. They got the play though. They got the lost in Nebraska week one uh curse that Northwestern had last year, do I would mean, say. Do you mean they won against uh, the they yeah, won the, against like Nebraska Northwestern beat some... Nebraska last year and then yeah. won a single game after. Yeah. Yeah. Um in my upset, I basically already said this. I'm going Oklahoma to beat Texas. They're six and a half point underdogs. I've really flipped. I thought Texas. I, I, at the beginning of the week, thought Texas was going to beat Oklahoma, and I was pretty confident in that. But it turns out, I eventually talked myself into Oklahoma beating Texas. All right, go ahead and start with your locks of the week. All right, my locks of the week. So I have number five, Florida State. Over Virginia Tech, uh, okay. I think Florida State is going to run through the AAC. Um, 
yeah, that's pretty much my whole thing. I think they could run into UNC, but I think Florida State, they control their own destiny to the playoffs. That's my yep. personal opinion. Uh, they won their big games already. Yep. And uh, my other college lock is Colorado over Arizona State. I yep, do not I see a world where they lose this game. I think... I see a world where they do, but... I think they drop like 50 on Arizona State. I yeah. don't see a world where they lose three in a row. And especially after playing the way they did against USC, I think if they... there is a world, that'll, wanna, uh, that'll be a crazy bad one for Dion. I feel really bad for Dion yeah. if he loses this game. yeah. But I, uh, I I got Colorado over Arizona State. Uh, and then my underdog is the Colorado Huskers over Illinois Fighting Friday Illini. night game. Friday, Friday night, night game. game. Yep, interesting. Won't be, night won't game. be able to watch it because I'm at work. But you know, uh, Illinois favored by three and a half. I feel Nebraska is going to put one on them, um, especially after last week in there. Shit kicked in by Michigan. Um, I think Nebraska is. I'm not gonna say good, but they're not Better terrible. Than they're not terrible, and I think this is their four easiest games of the year. Yeah, I think they have to not being biased or anything, but they gotta pass to Thomas. It seems like the only way they win games is when he has good games. Um, and then Zarkito success in college football. Um, but that, but Heinrich also has to have a good game as well. Um, okay. Um, I think them, and then their defense. The combination of Heinrich and the Fredoni connection and Nebraska's defense will be the reason why they win this game. Um, yeah. I got Nebraska over Illinois. Okay, go ahead with your three NFL locks. Oh, my. All right, my two NFL locks are the Dolphins over the Giants. Um, the, I really don't <laughs> the think there's. I don't really think there's any like needing of an explanation here. The Giants, Talk in my about opinion, overperforming team. My uh, my opinion, the, the the Giants are the worst team in the league. Um. I would take the bear. I would take. I would take the Bears over them in a heartbeat. Uh, okay. Buddy gets sacked twelve times a game. Can't do nothing. Giants pay a lot of money. Can't even run. Can't even run the butt push play correctly. Yeah. Um, Buddy looks like a deer in headlights out there when he plays. Um, I, I honestly think the Giants, like I had high hopes for him. BT and I did our predictions, our standings, playoff predictions beforehand, before we made this podcast, like yes, started the podcast. Weird. And uh, I had Giants as, like, I think fourth seed. Um, which, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, you have to admit, any t- like, anyone after seeing them last year would only think they got better, especially with the addition yeah. of Darren Waller. They had a healthy Saquon. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, it's just it's, it's the NFL, man. Uh, it's, I All think right. they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league, so I got the Dolphins over them. Uh, my second lock is the Detroit Lions over the Panthers. Um, 
Lions, I think, top three NFC team in the league, and Panthers, just, they're not very good. Bryce Young is still learning how to be an NFL quarterback at 5'9". I think they say he's like 6 foot. He's been playing, yeah. But like their only competitive game they've had is when he hasn't been playing. It's when they had the red rifle Andy Dolan playing. Andy Dolan. I think... Nah. Nah. I think the Lions killed the Panthers. Um... I think Montgomery has like two touchdowns. Demir Gibbs has a one or two, and then goofball Jared Goff has a couple. Montgomery yeah. won't get the two touchdowns because I put him in my fantasy lineup. <laughs> All right, then, uh, no, their defense are gonna take over. Uh, my underdog, Jets over the Broncos. Oh, okay. Broncos Wait. are favored by hold six on, and a on, half. They no way. Yeah. In what world are the Broncos? I want what they're smoking. Actually, it's one and a half, not six. Oh, bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I got I got the Jets, dude. Like we're okay. BNBT talked about the Jets earlier. Uh, they're a good team. I think Zach Wilson is gonna have an okay game, and Bruce Hall is unleashed. So I think they win. All right. Um, my NFL. I'm gonna go. My first one: Commanders over the Bears. Bears are just tanking. And I, I think they blow things up after this. And, and I, I think, yeah, I think Commanders are a sneaky good team too. They almost beat yes. the Eagles last week. Yes. My next one, Stewie stole my Lions Panthers. Um, my next one, I'm gonna go Ravens over the Steelers. Sorry, Stewie. Yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson will have a big game. Um, passing the ball, actually, I don't think I don't think they'll get the running game going. But I think passing the ball that'll expose Pat Peterson and kind of just like what the Texans did. Um, no, sorry, Stewie. Um, actually, my upset of the week. Actually, uh, Pat Pete might be moved to the slot. JPJ is said to be starting this week. Oh, okay. Which I think still doesn't change anything. I don't know. He's the highest-rated uh, rookie pass defender in the league. Okay. Catch, so. I remember when Trey Norwood was that too. What did he turn out to be? He's still on the Steelers. <laughs> I thought he got cut. I think we re-signed him, I think. Oh, to the practice squad probably? Yeah. And my upset, we also talked about this game. Texans, two-point underdogs. Like I said, I think they win. I think they win by a field goal. I agree with you. I think they win. This week too. Game winning field goal by Kamai Fairburn and Texans move to three and two and take the lead in the division. They're gonna give Desmond Raider his first home loss in his football career. Which is a real stat. So Oh well <laughs> they he's played two games. No, like he didn't lose a home game in college. Well he played he played in the American Athletic. It's still undefeated, dude. <laughs> the the <laughs> fuck? He was carried by he was carried by sauce. Shit. <laughs> you gotta admit he was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he carried the college football playoff appearance. I mean, um, sure. But just sauce. Well, this will end episode two of Sports Talk with BT and Stuby. 
A lot longer than episode one, hour and a half here. But you know, that's what happens when we enjoy what we do and enjoy yep. talking and yep. talking we sports. get a lot more comfortable. That's what this podcast is about, just talking yep. about sports. Working, you know? working for sports. Um, We're basically average men liking sports. Just just wait till uh, basketball season's here. We gotta talk oh about boy. NFL, college football, and basketball. Oh boy! Oh boy! And in first in game, fantasy. first game tomorrow. in Abu Dhabi. It's preseason though, so. Yeah, I, I don't even think Luca and them are playing. I'm not getting. Anyways, up guys, I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. to watch it. So. Hey, I might be up. I'll be at work. <laughs> Anyways, guys, guys know what to do. Stay safe. Have a good rest of your week. And we'll see you next Wednesday for Episode 3 of Sports Talk with BT and Stoopy. Thanks, y'all.